Welcome to the uh, MX Vice Saturday podcast show with a very excited Lewis Phillips. Hello. How's it going? It's good. It, I could do with the Portugal weather being a little bit warmer. I could do with this podcast starting a bit sooner. We've had some technical issues. We've been sat long. here for over an hour. Over an hour, easily, I'd say. Yeah. Trying to get it to work. Yeah. Fucking garage band. But here we are. Yeah, here we are. Um, and here you are. Here I am. After not doing last week. Yeah, all those people hating me online saying I never made one. Well, sorry. I did make one, but I wouldn't make another one. And here I am. Yeah. Congrats. It was. Uh, there is a story behind it, which we probably should go into another day. Yeah. Maybe midweek. Yes. Let's do that. What a story. <laughs> what a story. So um, let's, uh, let's just go straight into it. Let's talk about MX2. And um, there was a surprise. Okay, you talk about MX2 because I've got MXGP results. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, off to a great start. So one of the things which uh, which was definitely uh, a surprise was Olsen taking the win. But it was about how he took the win. Because did he come back from lower, lower than third? No, he started third. He started third. But uh, with Jacoby leading the race um, you know, from the start and Prado... Uh, making trying to make a statement, but Jacoby retook Olsen. Uh, sorry, Prado. But then Olsen, in the meantime, took Prado and then came through and took Jacoby and kind of checked out. Yeah, it was kind of the win that we've been waiting for Olsen to do. Like last week's qualifying race was quite impressive because he moved forward, but he still didn't pass Prado or even Jaco- uh, or even Jacoby. No, so to pass those two people, which who maybe have the most raw speed at the moment of anyone. It's quite impressive, and I think if he hadn't done that, or hadn't passed Prado, or at least challenged him, I would have thrown the towel in because he was in a position to do something. So I thought it was a big test for him personally, for him to rattle Prado a little bit, for him to prove that he's actually a title contender. So I think it was a big race, and he kind of delivered on all fronts. Yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting going forward, looking at tomorrow's race, and Olsen seems to want to you know, take that red plate. Although you raised a good point about Prado's riding today. Thank you for crediting me. I didn't believe that you'd do this. Yep. You say, you say what, I won't take it from you. Okay. I said that if we shouldn't read too much into it because watching last week's race, qualifying Pra race. sorry, qualifying race, uh, Prado took it easy on Saturday. Yeah, I think he was fourth and didn't really move forward much. But then last week he wasn't really in a position to win this time he was right there like it wasn't like he had to override or put too much effort in and he was trying he was trying i watched pass, yeah. i think i watched him try and square up jacoby in the final turn for nine laps in a row and every single time we just couldn't do it i'd imagine i'd imagine that was probably the most frustrated prado has been in a long time because yeah. he was staring at the back of a liat jersey for a long long time he was taking some roost as well for the yeah. whole race I don't, and it, like I say, he hasn't he hasn't had a battle, let alone been beaten straight up in a long time. So, yeah, it's a big deal, I think, today. But like you say, it could mean nothing by the time that tomorrow rolls around. And even if Prado isn't 100% or isn't feeling it or isn't the fastest guy on this track, if he gets a whole shot, then half the job's done. Yeah, He's just got to maintain that pace. And I'd even argue that had he, well, he did whole shot, had he held the lead on the first lap today, he probably would have won anyway. So... One thing interesting on the start, which I want to talk to you about, and I don't know whether uh, I don't know whether there's any comparison or whatever, but um, Vial got another great start, moved into second place just behind Prado before Jacoby, and then obviously went down. But what we didn't see was 
previous is Viao uh, coming through the pack like he, he would have before. What, after his crash or after whatever happened? Yeah, whatever. Happened. Yeah, but I think that was just a um, result of the track. Like, I spoke to a few riders after the qualifying race, and they just said it's so dry and it's just not cutting up like it has in years past when we had a lot of rain in a week prior. Yeah. Like, last year here, it didn't rain actually on race weekend, but when you first arrived here, like, the pits were pretty flooded and, like, walking down to pit lane was difficult because there were puddles everywhere and it was sloshy. Whereas you can tell they haven't really had much rain here recently because everywhere's just bone dry, there's dust kicking up just when you put a step in the dirt. Like, so it's, I think that's just a result of that. And everyone wants to see a lot of water go down just to get some moisture in the dirt. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably, that was effectively why there maybe wasn't much passing and everyone was quite close today. Not yeah. the most technical, yeah. Aguada. Yeah. Uh, a standout rider for me today was, um, uh, was actually two riders, I should say. Um, Mitchell Evans he looked good fourth place and I, I, when I said the top three checked out I would say definitely they Mitchell Evans came through with them he didn't seem to lose much off of the top three he was 17 seconds down yeah well, I think that was probably in the latter part of the qualifying race Up to the, literally no, yeah. through it he, he seemed to, to have had the same pace to them. I mean, this, do you know it was impressive and all that and good but I'm struggling with Evans at the moment because I don't know what... Like, you have an idea in your head of where each rider should be. I have no idea where we should expect him to be. Like You've said this all season. Do we celebrate <laughs> him? No, I'm still confused. Do we celebrate him being fourth or is this just normal? Like, what? what is actually considered a, like, high five and a, oh, that was an amazing ride from him? Because I feel like fourth is now normal and that isn't overly exciting I'd even argue that third isn't is quite normal for him now because he's proven he's got the speed on multiple surfaces tracks he's never been to before so that's where our expectations have maybe changed a little bit since round one I agree and um, looking at the results let's talk about Van Moosdijk he's there in MX2 where he should be and he delivered the goods oh is that my turn to talk yeah I okay. mean I, I'm, I'm excited uh, yeah. because no. You know, going back to the first podcast when I got it wrong that he wouldn't be an MX2. Yeah, he's uh, proven to be a bit of a coup for the FNH team. And as far as I know, they've got him on a three-year contract, which includes next year and 2021, which are two MX2 years. So I'm sure they're rubbing their hands together at what they saw today and pretty stoked about their signing. But it's um, it's surprising because we've known he's fast. He's never been dominant in EMX250. He's never been a consistent podium guy even in EMX250 but then he can come straight out and run the pace with pretty much whoever yeah. in a MX2. Like, he was the fastest in time practice for a little bit and doesn't look out of place at all. Like, he could quite easily be the best place FNH rider tomorrow. Yeah. So, it's just good. It's nice to have people mixing it up, different names, and gives us a little glimpse of uh, what's coming up in the future and also reminds us just how good EMX250 is. Well, the other thing as well is taking this newfound confidence he would have had from the fifth place today and depending on what he does tomorrow... Can you see him going down to EMX 250 with renewed confidence? Yeah, but you could say the same about Ferrato. Because when, well, Mantova, no, but Trentino, or Vulcanswad, Vulcanswad it was one, when he stepped up to MX2, he was amazing there. So they're all, this isn't just a Moose Dyke thing. This is a EMX 250 thing. This it seems like anyone who steps up can immediately put themselves in the top 10. Okay. So maybe we should be kicking ourselves for being surprised by this. Okay. The only thing that does 
worry, not worry me, but I question for tomorrow is that he has proven to be a bit of a crasher. Right. So I'm not sure if he's going to ride over his head or push for limits. I kind of thought that would happen today based on where he was in the qualifying race, but he kept it pretty steady. But he managed 24 minutes without crashing. Yeah. So maybe if maybe just speeding MX2 is the right place for him. Okay. Um, speaking about EMX 250 and EMX 250 champions, uh, I think, am I right in saying his best finish of the year? Although it's a qualifying race, is that a nice electric shot? I don't know what's going on. I'm getting electric shots like every one minute. I don't know what you're doing. What else have you got there? Anything no, else? No, no okay. nothing. Um, Rami. I still, I, I am going to make it my mission tomorrow to find out what was up from it with him from the start of the year because something was up. I've said it loads. I'd heard little things about an injury or something. I think he hurt his chest at the first round. I don't know if that was it. Right. But since the break, he's definitely been better. And this is better being a relative term. Yeah. Like, Mantova still wasn't great, but this is the first time where it's been like, okay, he can do something and he deserves a spot in his class and all of that. Yeah. It would have been pretty bad if he'd, uh, Moose Dyke had come out and beaten him. So. Yeah. I mean, he was five seconds behind, behind Evans at the end. Yeah, that's not bad. So... I'll take that. Yeah. Um, do you want to discuss any more MX2? Uh, Moreau. Yeah. Moreau also has consistency issues. Definitely has consistency issues. And he was up there all day. Showed speed today. Didn't showed speed and also maintained speed in the qualifying race. Didn't crash out. Didn't do anything ridiculous. Kind of the first time that we've actually seen consistency from him. Because even Argentina, he came out in free practice, looked amazing. Everyone was talking about him and then injured himself in time practice. So this was a f- an encouraging day for him, I think. Uh, Sinai. Yeah, I was just going to say that. He had a, another good start. Yep. And a first little glimpse that he can hang the pace for longer than three minutes or whatever. But then I do wonder how much the track had to do with that because, like I said, it's not overly technical. No. It's a good track for riders like Sinai, I think, anyway. Yep. And quite hard to pass and all of that so I don't know how much that had to do with it but either way whatever way you spin it it's encouraging do we um, do we see anything into Dylan Walsh 21st meh bad start no one was moving forward really no like, no one was I can't think of one rider which came through and actually this is I was going to save this for the podcast show this week but I'll do it now so Mitchell Harrison was impressive in Trentino everyone was excited and then since then he's been a bit of a flop Hasn't yeah. really been in the points or anything. So I decided in the qualifying race, so I'm go- you know what? I'm going to take three laps and just watch him. Just see what's happening, see if I can figure anything out. Yeah. And he was battling with Vial at the time. Yeah. For 18th, I think it was, or whatever. And he was hanging with Vial, no problem, trying to pass him faster, I'd say. So it kind of made me think that it's just a starts thing. Because he's got the pace. We know where would Vial would be if he hadn't crashed. Yeah. And Harrison had no problem running with him. And Trentino, when and he was so Trentino, impressive, yeah. he got to start. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's maybe still too early to write him off. And okay. The greatest test will be when he gets a good start and doesn't stay there. But I'm not sure that will happen. But like I said with Sanai, this should be a good track for him. So, And uh, let's do a... Well, let's, before we, I talk about a notable mention, but let's talk about um, Ben Watson because Ben Watson did... Was it, did he crash on the start? Or uh, first turn, I think, and he said he hit his chest or something, but nothing serious. And He's okay? Yeah, he'll be bit, fine tomorrow. He said he'll be fine tomorrow, so okay, no worries there. And 20th isn't terrible but on the gate. He was one guy which did come through from last to 20th. Yeah. So he passed 17 riders on, 
on the way. Yeah, it's not bad. I'd say you probably would on a different track, a soundtrack or whatever, a track with lines, he'd do better. But yeah. I think 20th is respectable and it will be fine for the start tomorrow. Okay. So um, is there anything else you want to talk about in MX2? Did you learn anything else? Uh, not particularly. I mean, one thing we should say is um, uh, Alexander Brown had a, a, an inclination of what it's going to be like for the rest of the year, I guess. It's tough tough class to come into and especially a rider which was sort of running top seven top eight in the british championship yeah it's going to be a learning process and i actually feel like I, f I expected there to be more hype and interest around him and it isn't that but i think that's good yeah because that means he's under the radar and he can just kind of take the opportunity for what it is and learn yeah without worrying about what we're saying or other people are saying it seems like everyone's just like yeah, let's not expect the world and just let him do no. his thing. I think the great thing about this is if he can if he can stay injury free and he can learn from this experience, I think the speed he's going to be able to take back to the British Championship, I think it's going to stand him in good stead. And uh, just in case people don't realise, Alexander Brown is uh, filling in for Conrad Muse on Hitachi for Yield by Milwaukee KTM. Good point. Yeah, just there's, in case people have no idea. Willy nilly about Alexander Brown. Yeah. yeah, and that was an angst earlier this week. Yeah, Muse is out for ten weeks or so, but he'll be um, even when he comes back. Brown will still ride the rest of the season. That's cool. I like it. It's a good positive move. Yep, I can agree with that. Cool. Um, so let's move on to MXGP because there was a lot happening in MXGP. So um, I know that you. Uh, You've got some notes. I've got some notes for the first which time. Which is very, very interesting. He's very, very proud. He's got a massive grin on his yep. face. Very excited about his eight lines of notes. Yep. Do you want Talk me? us through okay. your notes. My first one is a Caroli, Caroli used a scoop tyre, and that's why he got a bad start. If you watched him right out of the gate, he got swallowed up immediately. Yeah. So he said the scoop was no good on the grate. And if you watched him in the race, he was constantly using different lines to geyser and going wide and cutting underneath and all of that. And it was because he was finding soft stuff because he was using a scoop tire. Now, it's not meant to rain. It's not going to do anything like that. So tomorrow it will be drier, slicker, all of that. So I don't know if he's going to continue using a scoop tire, but I just felt like it was interesting because wow, you wouldn't think someone's using a scoop tire out there. So was he the only rider with a scoop tire? Well, James, I didn't go around all 37 riders in MXGP and do an informal poll about what tyres they're using, but I believe so, yes. Interestingly, I think myself and the rest of the audience would like to what, know You want me stats. to go around every single 37 riders? Okay. yes. If you could do that by tomorrow morning and fill us in, that'd be great. Okay. Yep. We expect a tweet about 9am. Okay. No, but I think that's interesting because it is hard and it's definitely a harder grader than last year and the year before Yeah. because of the weather. So it caught me. I was... Actually, when he said it, I had to kind of double take and I wonder really? if I'd heard that correctly. <laughs> but okay, I did indeed. Uh, next note. Uh, am I just doing this in random orders of things I've, I know? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. just sat here interested to learn. Uh, the airline that Monticelli flew in with lost his luggage, so he uh, didn't have any gear or anything like that this morning. Is and that he why he had the body armor yes. on the on the originally? On the okay. Originally, he was going to wear Koldenov's gear. Yeah. Um, and then they found him something to wear. So in free practice, he was wearing this all black stuff. Yeah. And then he must have got his luggage or something by time practice because he had normal stuff on by then. But oh, wow. Okay. Just a completely random thing that has no bearing on anything. But no, but no one would find yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, obviously, he dislocated his shoulder last week. Yeah. So you'd think this would be tough. But I think he was 10th. Oh, he was running around 10th, but he crashed, didn't he? Well, actually, uh, I don't know if you were watching the same race as me. 
but um, he did uh, literally take uh, Clement de Sau, I think, about lap four or five, uh, just on the um, uh, just sure? on the checkered flag. Yeah. Wait, S- what? So on the checkered flag, but on lap four no, and five. On the, on the corner just before the before the finish line. Flag. It's yeah. not before the checkered flag. The checkered flag wouldn't have been out. Well, sorry, finish line, checkered flag, wherever it was. Idiot. Um, but anyway, you probably missed that anyway because you were tweeting. But yeah, he did duck inside of Dassau and, and, and took him there. And I, I think, think that took him into four. And then he must have crashed him for Yeah, because he finished 22nd. Yeah. But what I'm saying is he showed good speed. Uh, let's just hope he hasn't That's exactly the, what. Uh, that's exactly what I said. I'm not sure why you're arguing with me. Because you just didn't see the move. I seen the move. It was good. No, but I, I said he was running inside the top 10, then must have crashed. Interestingly, I didn't need a notebook okay. to record that one. But crack on, what's number three on your list? Uh, Paul in had a big crash in time practice. Right. I didn't see it, but everyone told me it was massive. Yeah. Uh, pulled in and then went back out on his spare bike and then promptly set the fastest lap time. He didn't stay at the top, but he was third at the end of the session and four tenths now. No bearing on anything, doesn't really mean anything, but just interesting, I thought, that someone goes out on their spare bike and immediately runs the pace. Yeah. Very good. So well done, Wilbo. Yep. Uh, Jonas had a big crash in free practice. Again, doesn't sounds like it wasn't a big deal and he's fine, but yep. apparently everyone says it was big. Again, I didn't see that one. <laughs> wow. So okay. this is basically someone else's notepad. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, did you, did you even go out for free practice? No, I have my head in my phone. It's a real issue. Oh. Who can forget the woman who, like, shamed me for not watching the racing and thought I was just on my phone because I was bored? Oh, right, okay. Uh, Wh- when did that happen? La- two years ago or something. Oh, wow. Some woman got proper arsy with me in pit lane because there was a great race or something. And she thought I just was like stood at the front and not bothering to watch and was just like on Facebook or something. Yeah. When obviously I was tweeting. So I heard, she said, so I can't remember what she said, but she said something to the person she was with Yeah. about me and I heard it. So, oh. haters. Wow, haters going to hate. Uh, Jazakonis crashed on lap one. Yep. And came through to 18th. 18th. So that's that. Yeah. yeah. He came through quite well considering conditions. He was obviously good here in 2017 with Suzuki. Thanks, he was. Johan. um Johan's just passing me a coffee, by the way, Lewis. Oh. Thank you. He's my Swedish wife. Okay. Who's Johan? Um, Johan is uh, the team owner of JWR Yamaha. Okay. You yeah. need to remember to say these things. Oh, okay. Sorry. Because <laughs> you're just yeah. talking riddles otherwise. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I do so apologize. J- Jazakonis crashed on lap, through, uh, lap one and came through pretty well to get. Uh, <laughs> Okay. To get 18, I have no idea what's going on outside. Oh, I believe that uh, we're sat in a JWR Yamaha tent doing our podcast, and they are now cleaning the roof. Great so, timing. Um, yeah. So, and also opposite us, Ice One, who's firing it, are also doing the same thing. So yep. it seems to be the right time to clean the uh, the awning roofs. Yep. Ideal for us. <laughs> okay, number five on your list. Oh, uh, that's about it. I'm afraid. That's my oh, notes. I thought you had eight lines. Huh? Yeah, uh, I've got three notes for me uh, for stats me for me to look up. Oh, okay. Such as uh, when was the last time that Olsen swept a Saturday? Okay. When was the last time that Geyser swept a Saturday? He didn't actually do it, but he almost did. Um, it would have been Matley for Olsen. I'm well aware of that. Say, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say it's recent. Yeah. But anyway. Back to MXGP, now that you're, <laughs> done, with, now that you're yeah. done with me, let me run. <laughs> no, no, I was just, oh. I'm, like, I'm not taking a piss, I was just interested in um, what notes you come up with, because you were gone quite a while, and uh, that's what you come back with. Yep, Crowley Scoop Tire. Okay. Interesting. Brilliant. Um, let's talk Lupino. Uh, first of all, were you surprised that Crowley got a geyser? Uh, 
guess so worse, but not really. I, I, I was based on the fact that Geyser was so good all day and all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the position Geyser was in and the pace he was going early on, he shouldn't have got caught and passed, I don't think. No. Like, it kind of is a sign that Caroli maybe isn't on another level, but he is slightly better. Yeah. Or better enough where it makes a difference. But interestingly, Caroli as well, with like three laps to go, he set the fastest lap of the race after catching and passing Geyser on a track where Geyser was fastest in both practice sessions. Yeah. I kind of felt like that was just a little bit of a kick in the gut to say like, don't you forget it. Yeah. To, to me, he, he looked like he was coasting. Yeah, I, I, it's a Caroli 1-1 tomorrow. Yeah. I, I, I can't see anything different. Yeah. I, it's just, it's one of those things. But let's talk Lupino. Lupino is back to late 2018, Lupino. But he had a great start. Exactly. And I think that he's got an, a really good chance tomorrow. If he can get those starts, he's got a great chance of finishing around the top five. I thought you were going to say on the podium then, and I was going to jump across the table and punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he, he's got a great opportunity tomorrow to, to pick up a top five position in race one or race two. Yeah, that's well, that's where he was at the end of last year. Yeah. He was a top five guy. I don't know what's happened at the beginning of this year. But the fact that he got a start today for the first time this year indicates to me that something's changed within the bike. Yeah, because or of injury. We don't know if well, he was injured. Do the we? reason for his step up last year was he got a new engine, as I've said many, many times. Yeah. The Gebbin team got a new engine package. I know. Did they find it in the cupboard? I don't know what that means. He then um, no the engine from last year. Did they find it in the cupboard? Well, bring it back he, out. And he then got good starts oh, immediately. I just wasted it. Absolutely. He then, he then got good it. starts immediately after that and was running top five. Then this year his starts have gone away. He's been nowhere to be seen in the top ten. Oh. Here we are. Pulls the start again out of nowhere. Runs back in the top five. Like, too much of a coincidence for me. But anyway. Okay. So one rider who was going forward and did look really good, I believe, in um, qualifying was Arno Tonus. I wouldn't go that far. He looked great. He chased down Paul Allen in the end. Yeah, that was surprising, but I wouldn't say he was my uh, standout or anything. No, definitely. He looked good. He Like, technically around the, around the track, well, he looked really good. He was cutting corners. He was looking for opportunities all the time to, to close down. My uh, my standout had your standout covered. Who was your standout? Max Ansi. Max did look good. Because he passed, I don't know if he passed Tonus, but they started together. And Max passed four or five guys to get up to sixth or seventh. So was moving forward, looked, had a good like level intensity, looked good, looked ready, despite his elbow, shoulder, gut, internal issues from the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then he crashed. I don't know what happened. I believe it was just a tip over or something, and uh, cut his arm up. So he's I think got he's had a scar to add to the. Yeah, I collection. think he's had a couple of stitches in his arm tonight. But Five, I believe he said. Uh, I think I told you that. <laughs> no, I believe you said. Oh, yeah. Which means I was. I just didn't want. You. Okay. Fucking hell. Um, yeah. So he's had stitches in his arm, but he'll be fine, I guess, for tomorrow. And cool. so now he's got shoulder, elbow, internal, and arm have all been beaten up in the last two weeks. He seriously must have kicked a black cat under a ladder. He, I reckon he picked up a black cat, drop-kicked it through a ladder. Yeah. And then the, as, the, as the black cat soared through the ladder, it landed on a mirror and smashed it. Do you think he's trying too hard? No, not at all. You don't, you don't no, think? not at all. Not I'm at all. But, okay, we're, this isn't the place for it, but last week's crash... Oh, not do it. Nothing we, to do we with him. We talked about this on the podcast. No. That is bad the Dutch, luck. The Dutch championship. Nothing to do with him. It was just a start thing. Like, first lap of the race happens. Yeah. Today, 
as far as I can tell, it was just the most littlest tip over ever. And I'm guessing he would have landed on a rock, which is a game of inches at that point. It can happen to anyone. It's just a freak thing. Like, I'm telling you, black cats, ladders, and broken mirrors are involved. But hopefully, <laughs> said it every week, hopefully this Tomorrow. is the end of it. And now, like, the yeah. bad luck's gone and we can move forward. Kawasaki got to be mildly happy. I mean, they had the sound fourth and um, Vibra in seventh. So and Tommy in tenth. And Tommy so three in tenth. bikes in the three top bikes ten. Three bikes in the top ten. I mean, when was the last time that happened? I did actually look up that stat recently, but I can't remember. Oh. But it's been a while. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, Steve Gutteridge is, is here watching this weekend. Okay. Maybe that's why. I doubt it very much. But uh, <laughs> we need to give DeSalle credit still. Uh, not to be forgotten that he had meniscus surgery after Trentino, so didn't ride much in that break or at all. Rode a week before Mantova, so you'd presume he's still behind the eight ball and all of that fun stuff. So By to finish way, fourth is good. We've made a mistake. Why? There was four Kawasaki's in the top ten. Oh, Lupino. <laughs> well, that's definitely some kind of. That's never happened. Stru- never happened. No, that's that's a lie. Well, this year, but it is easily. A, yeah, that's not never. But that's a that's a noteworthy point. Mm. Uh, Fevre. Yeah, it looked good. I mean, um, I was quite surprised he come back, like, pretty much on pace. He was, was the fastest in time practice for a little while. Yeah. And then ended fourth. I'm guessing he would have... He must have bobbled or something on the first lap of the heat race because he was fourth, I think, and then randomly came around the next lap in tenth. And that's too much of a drop-off in one lap for me to think he was just slow. Yeah. So I'm guessing he got caught up, tipped over, bobbled or something. But solid. Yeah, I think... What, I don't two, think you can two, ask for any more. Two top eight positions tomorrow would be good. Yeah. I, th- I think... No, I think he'll be in the top five twice. No, but... You would take two yeah, top eights, sure. wouldn't you? Sort of coming back. He said he it. wasn't necessarily ready, and he's just. Yeah. I'm guessing part of his thought process of coming back now was so that he has a race under his belt going to France next yeah, week. Definitely. I'm guessing that was a whole strategy. Yeah. And given the way that he's performed previously there, then. No, I, mean, yeah. I wouldn't go that far. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, cold enough. Quiet, quiet day. Yeah. Fourteenth. I've seen a few little mistakes from Glenn, just like foot coming off the pegs and. Comparing it to Mantova Saturday, where he was on the board and doing all kinds of stuff, this week just kind of didn't really appear much. But uh, yeah, mm. Tixier fifteenth, his first race back from hand injury, hasn't ridden much in the last six weeks, and he's kind of slotted in back where he was before the injury. Yeah, obviously he wants more than fifteenth, but I don't really see how he's going to be beating those guys ahead of him. Although Tanol Leox in that group, and you'd think he'd have him covered, but yeah. maybe not. Um, Simpson, I think, went down in that race as well, and he come back through. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He come. I think was he finished twelfth? Yeah, twelfth. Van Horbeck had a weird one. Very weird. I don't know if he crashed on that one or something, but he basically started twentieth and finisher. Yeah, I just. Jazakonis even caught I, and passed him. So. I, I think I seen him in the last two laps of the race, and then was like, "Wow." So I didn't did, didn't see that coming and didn't expect it. Uh, Bogus crashed Big with one. a like three or four laps to go. He finished 25th, but he wasn't that much higher. He might have been 19th, 17th when he yeah. crashed. So it wasn't like he was killing it, and the crash caused him to finish all that far down. Yeah. And uh, finally, 32nd, last place, Vesvalod Briliakov. Yep. Explain. So Seve looked like he he had uh, he got tangled up with um, Jazakonis, I think, on lap one. Um, I'm not sure whose fault it was or whatever. We're racing innocent. I don't know. 
but um, is that an electric yeah, shock? Yeah, on. <laughs> I like it. I like how I wired it up this week to, 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 <laughs> to, to electrocute you. Um, so Seva, I think, went down on lap one, lap two. Um, he was coming through. I think he was on the back of his teammate goal. And then I believe the engine gave out. So it looks like it's a, a technical issue. Um, there was actually a hole in the engine, which is obviously not great. Oh, yeah. That's going to make it hard to finish. Yeah. Uh, predictions? Top three in MX2, top three in MXGP. Go. Oof. Okay. MX2, I'm going to go for Prado, just based on last week's uh, not great on a Saturday, but went out in... So I'm going to go Prado, Olsen, and... Prado, Olsen, and then... I'm going to go Sterry. What? Yes. I what? Just <laughs> that one out there. Yeah, I'm just going to go I for... Don't know. We haven't even mentioned him. Wild card. Okay. Sterry in third. Well, that's a... Well, I don't know what to say. Uh, Prado, Olsen, Jacoby. Nice and simple. That's just too easy. I think it will happen. Okay. Okay. Uh, MXGP, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for Caroli. Geyser. And Paul Ann. Yeah, I'll go for the same. Just because it's happened so many times this year, that seems to be the status quo. I can't see anybody kind of upsetting that. Can Although, you? considering Tonus caught Paul Ann. And DeSalle looked okay. Yeah, but, but then Paul Ann's a safe bet. The only thing I was thinking is, is today's was only 24 minutes. So tomorrow's going to be a little bit longer. And will the, the riders who have come back off of recent injuries, are they going to feel... Who I knows? Know. I don't know whether they've got the same intensity. But anyway. Anyway. Let's talk about MX Manager. Yeah, we're done with that. So now fantasy time. Right. And um, so. Okay. Seeing as you haven't got your team up, shall I go? Why not? So after much deliberation. Easy for you to say. And uh, some muddling around. Yeah. I've now changed my team to have Yamaha as a manufacturer. Okay. Ben Watson and Rohan van der Moosdijk. Nice. Such as my mic, as my MX2 uh, riders, okay, and my MXGP riders are Roman Fevre, yep, and Max Anstey, okay, and then my team is Honda 114 Motorsports. What a team! Wow, I literally, if that team doesn't win, like it's not going to win. So what I what I changed it from, uh, from memory, I had Yamaha, yeah, Ben Watson, Mitchell Harrison, Roman Fevre, no, no, uh, Jeremy Sewer instead of Roman, yeah. Max Anstey and Wilvo. But I decided, after today, I realised that I needed Moose Dyke on the team instead of Harrison. So in order to do that, I had to find 40 grand somewhere. Yeah. So I just uh, swapped Wilvo out for 114, therefore saving 40 grand, put Moose Dyke on the team. Yeah. And then I switched Sewer for Fevre purely because Fevre looked much better today. And that was always my, that was always my plan to see who fared better out of those two. I've got to be honest... I was all over Ram van der Moosdijk until you've put him in the team and I've put him in my team and now I think we jinxed it because we have a thing about jinxing riders, I think. No, he's going to be... F and he's 150 grand. Like, for 150 grand, if he can go 12-12, and that's good enough. Okay, do you want my team? Yep. Right. Who's Farina? Manufacturer. Strong. Rowan van Moosdijk and Tom Vial. Then I've gone for MXGP riders Lupino and Tonus. 
and I've got Team Honda 114 Motorsports. Not a chance that team beats mine. Literally not a chance. Uh, well, I believe that my team, Lewis Sucks, definitely has your team covered. Not a chance. Like, generally, I'm not even saying it to be, like, funny or make the podcast interesting. Like, that team, on paper, compared to my team, is shocking. Right, so, so let's, do a, let's do a thing then, right? You keep that team and you do not change it. I will keep my team and I will not change it. And let's see. Okay. I, I would literally bet £100. Let's do 100 quid. Do you want to bet my speeding fine from the Netherlands? <laughs> no, I fucking don't. <laughs> uh, are we doing a £100 bet? I don't have £100. <laughs> you do have £100. Can we remember the bank The bank manager phoned you and asked you what, what, what you want to do with all your money? <laughs> I think they just do remember that, that conversation anyway. you had? Yeah. Um, how about we bet £100? If I win, you give me £100. And if you win, I don't give you anything. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Would you um, actually give me £100? I tell you what. Because I would do it. If you actually will pay up, I might do it. No, I would pay up, but I've got something better. How about if I win, you have to go to France with a Lewis Sucks t-shirt? I'm not doing that. Why not? I'm not wear- I wouldn't wear a... MX Vice t-shirt, let alone that t-shirt. Right, if anybody uh, wants to see Lewis in a Lewis Sucks t-shirt, uh, please tweet tonight and I'll see if I can make it happen tomorrow. Whatever. Whatever. Are we uh, wrapping it up now? Uh, I guess so. It seems quite quick. No, it's 33 minutes. Oh, is it? Yep. So we just need to get four minutes more. No, out. we're not doing four minutes. <laughs> we're going four minutes earlier. Okay. So say bye, uh, Lewis. Uh, bye. Final note. Final note. Uh, okay. MX manager picks are open till the gates drop on the first motor tomorrow, which is one fifteen UK time, two fifteen Central European time. Uh, winner of this week gets two hundred and seventy-five euros. You can, if you sign up for the first time tomorrow, having not played at all all year, you're still eligible to win two hundred seventy-five euros. You're not at a disadvantage because everyone starts from scratch each week. Yeah. So. And people forget to enter their teams. Yep. So even I would argue. But if you started playing now, you still have a shot at getting in the top 30 overall. Because I believe the first year we did this, the person who won Sparrow MX came from like 120th to first at the last round. Yeah. So anything can happen. Get involved. Tweet me about it because I like talking about motocross and all of that fun stuff. And, and you've got to yeah. be in it to win it. Yep. Sounds good. Right. Speak, speak, uh, speak to you on Wednesday. Yep, I guess that's it. Bye. Bye.